I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And a traditional question. Did you enjoy episode 11, series 1, Monty Python's Flying Circus, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra goes to the bathroom? No. Okay. <laughs> that was the overall answer. What about, were there bits that you enjoyed? There's only one th- good thing in this. Oh, will we do the good thing first, or yes. the good thing last? Let's do it first. Okay, so the one good thing in this whole half an hour of comedy was... Terry Jones. Of course it was. (laughs) And not just once. So there is more than one good thing. But um, I would say, even very early on, Mm -hmm. um, when he, we, I think we first see him as an undertaker. Yes. uh, And he goes, tired of life, can't carry on. (laughs) Keep it up. <laughs> yes. He did that very well, didn't he? Did. He He was also very well made up, as if he yeah. was pretty much dead himself. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then when he arrived at the um, interesting people thing as the Keith Maniac. Keith Maniac. Yes. That was quite good, wasn't it? Yes. Now, I, you know, the... Um, the makeup, the, the costume and makeup from that looks very like... Um, I think it's Lon Chaney in that film that's missing, London After Midnight. It was supposed to be like a really scary film from the oh, right. 1930s. And the only thing that remains is like one photograph of him looking like that. Ah. Uh, so that, that, one, that, that was clearly a reference for it. Um, but yes, he did, he did that very well. And then his final piece of resistance is um, <laughs> arriving down the set like he was... An angel. An, an angel. An angel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lowered from, from the rooftops and he just, I don't know why his arrival was so funny. Mm-hmm. But it just was. It just it? was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a way that some of the other, this is a bit randomness wasn't. Well. That was. Should we get on to? Before we move on from Terry Jones, I will, I will give you two other parts that I think he played, which I think were also brilliant. Very literally, very small. Oh, the small tiny parts. man. He was the tiny man. Yes. <laughs> I think he was the tiny man, although it might have been Graham Chapman, but I think it was Terry Jones. But I, I also think he was the shouting man's wife who shouted up. From oh office. yes. Yes, I, I thought he was good as uh, what was he? Assistant Chief Constable. There's a man behind you. I'm and, not uh, going to be fooled by stuff. that. <laughs> yes. All right. So here we go then. Let's do all the bad stuff then. Well, just else? an overview mm-hmm. of what was bad. This, you know how we are used to these episodes having an element of filler? <laughs> yes. They seem to have started with the filler. <laughs> and by the very nature, you you cannot fill without something to fill between. Fill between, okay. So I've literally written in my notes, will it start soon? <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of, the sketches, of that, things. sketches that didn't really have... Much to them. No, and some of those kind of silly sketches 
work quite well as a link, you know, yeah. or you've just had a funny bit and then you watch something silly and then you move mm-hmm. on to the next one. But to start with that, I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, this is just... Well, I think you would get away with that if you had the material within the show. But realistically, I'm just looking down my my list here, the stuff in the show that was like, this is a sketch, was the world of history, mm-hmm. which didn't really go anywhere, the Agatha Christie sketch, which didn't really go anywhere, the football interview, mm. which was kind of one joke. But that the football interview and the interesting people were a similar format. Yes, and interesting people, although although it went on for a long time, it relied on somebody different coming in every minute mm. or so. Uh, and then the the interspersed hearses uh, and yeah, but even that was kind of filler. Was yeah. the was the was well, one of them went on forever. The one when they were um, dying in succession yeah. and going into the coffin. You yeah, get... but I, I wonder if there's a bit of that was it wasn't even new camera trickery in 1969, was it? But you know, it was a bit technical that. It's like, but then we I mean, do this. they did that, and you could see where the the film was being changed over. Mm-hmm. The little shifts or whatever, um, but then they did the all the grave diggers coming out of the grave mm-hmm. much better. It was almost like the same effect, uh-huh. but it was done a lot better, mm-hmm. and it was a bit more surprising than all the people going into the into the coffin. Yeah, I mean, there, there's always an element I think of time about these things and of the era kind of thing. Well, no, in terms of how much time would you have to do this stuff. And given the number of people who were involved in the gravediggers coming out of the grave, logic would suggest that would have been done first. Everybody yeah. who wasn't needed would then have been relieved, mm-hmm. and then they would have done the bits with the four of them. Um, so they wouldn't have had as much time to, to, to do that, and they wouldn't have, couldn't have been quite as precise. Mm-hmm. And maybe as time was getting on, and this was a bit boring to mm-hmm. film, as it was kind of a bit boring to watch, um, some corners would have started to be I mean, there cut. are... There are some situations, and this is maybe where they'll go for, where the same joke repeated kind of wears you down into laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, this it, this didn't achieve that, I don't think. I rather agree. I think it's kind of because perhaps the jokes weren't good enough to begin with. Mm. You know that you it can't just be any old joke that but does that. That's the problem with well, not the problem, the risk with um, doing such different thing humour of the time mm-hmm. is you just don't know what's going to tickle people. Yeah. And it might have tickled them or whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, you compare something as silly as the the hearse, the, the undertakers with mm-hmm. the parrot sketch. Yeah. I mean, there's not that much between them in terms of an ongoing joke. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being mm-hmm. repeated, repeated, mm-hmm. repeated. But one took off and the mm-hmm. other one didn't. So that must be very hard to predict which ones we're going to do. Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was my main overview. Okay. Will we go through the... Will we dissect it uh, forensically, one sketch at a time? The It's Man, Crossing the Road. It was a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave a bit of context to the It's Man, because he seemed out of depth. Like, he wasn't used to being in the city. Oh, because he's normally in a the remote city, place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we have the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra goes to the bathroom. Mm. It they was an idea. They didn't really have a, a a structure. Well, I think it was just the idea of the guy knocking on the bathroom door. You can be yeah. much longer, and they strike up 
you know, a, a piece of classical music. You're like, okay, got it. Mm. Then, which it kind of led into, the letters were funny, I thought, the first few letters. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, certainly there, there was a bit of um, reflection on society that someone's complaining of the lavatorial humour and then someone mm. else is complaining of the, uh, wherever they went to. Um, the, they went to the um, long jump from the 19th Oh, yeah, Olympics. and then it went all sporty. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just like, you're never going to please everyone. Mm-hmm. I well, like the names, though. Ken Voyer, William Nickers. They were funny. Bottomly. Yes, yeah, he was the one that wrote later on, didn't he? H-G. Somebody wrote later on saying that I should have written this letter to arrive at the start of the programme. That was quite clever. I quite enjoyed all the different handwriting. All right. Very, very old-fashioned, I okay. um, That went into an animation which was people leaving the Albert Hall and the balloon with the mm. Acme toilets sponsored by the... Did that go on to something else as well? Uh, it became the world of history because oh. it went into a little historical picture which is a lovely studio decor the sort of blue spider graph design if I was looking at the oh, decor yeah, perhaps yeah, I was yeah, uh, yeah, not yeah, giving no, no, it wasn't working quite as it should have done no, I don't uh, that went into the undertakers the hearse racing and Terry Jones touting for business yes mm-hmm. uh, and that went into the Agatha Christie sketch now with John Cleese. Who was the first in, uh, police inspector. Mm-hmm. Doing the words the wrong way around. That went on a bit. It did. It did. Um, and then, but him saying, I'm Tiger, and them saying Tiger, and him turning around saying, where? That was funny. Mm-hmm. But again, they laboured the joke with, look out, there's a man behind you, mm-hmm. and fire. Yes. <laughs> so, um, that... I did enjoy there's a man behind you saying I'm not going to fall for that joke. Yeah. Um, though I, I also enjoyed Palin next to him turning mm-hmm. around when he was saying Oh, when he said there's a man behind you. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Um, but yeah, I think they, they, they took that too far. Okay. Rare glimpse of Terry, jo- Terry Gilliam in that uh, sketch, although he was one of the undertakers as well. He was the chauffeur standing at the back of the sofa. Uh, must we we must uh, note all the appearances of Terry Gilly? It would seem. Mm. Okay, um, that went to the Undertakers dumping out their heavy load. There was so, there was something quite shocking, I thought, even still about the idea of Undertakers yes. dumping out the body so unceremoniously, just to save the weight. Just to save the weight, yes. Although that is something I've thought about in the past, which is like, well, can nobody ever checks up on is there a body in that coffin, etc. Okay, fine. I'll stop there. That went into the uh, football uh, football interview. Now, that was very cleverly done. Was it? Well, Tell just, me more. Just, just the the language that um, Eric Idle. Eric Idle was using. I mean, you could follow what he was saying without understanding all the without having knowledge of all the. Philosophers and concepts that he was talking about. Yeah. Right. But it, it, it was just, you did have to really concentrate. Mm-hmm. And it just is, it, it just makes, um, just funny that type of speak where people are intellectuals mm-hmm. are being, is verbose the word? Mm-hmm. 
for the sake of it. Right. Rather than actually communicating clearly. Do you know what I mean? So do you think that, that part of the joke was on was about how the how Eric Idle's character was unnecessarily was unnecessarily verbose. Yeah. Oh. No, not what you It well, I was kinda of worried that this sketch was rather what was termed punching down. And sort of making fun of footballers, they don't understand. Oh no, I thought it was him who's looking stupid. Oh, okay. Alright, maybe you're maybe you're right. I mean they took the football they were two extremes. Maybe uh, they were kinda of like um caricaturing both ends of right. the spectrum there, really. I wonder if there was some sort of sports presenter who at that time had some sort of reputation for being Mm. Overthinking things a bit and putting forward complex theories. complex theories about sport. Actually, I thought John Cleese was actually very good as Jimmy Buzzard. He wouldn't be the one I would have picked to do that. No, not necessarily. I would have thought it would be more a uh, more of a Terry Jones, Michael Palin kind of yeah. character, really. Um, but I thought he did that. He did he that did well. He certainly did the silence bits yes. very well. And that would be hard to do, mm. to hold that silence for as long as he mm. did. Uh, okay. Uh, that went to the Undertaker's swapping the bodies out of the uh, coffin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then into an animation which was the two the argument. Stat- argue, two women arguing, or they were kind of statues arguing. But then silly things were happening. So I, d- I lost the... Um, Feeling that the two, the the cartoons was actually to do with the what you were hearing, right? Because they stopped being people when oh, the heads fell out and things came out and grabbed okay. them, you know. So I yeah, I didn't enjoy that. Right, and that went into interesting people. Yes, supposed to be Michael Palin. He was good. Was he too smarmy? You've you've complained about Compeo being he, too he smarmy. Was, he before. wasn't that. Cheesy club guy that mm-hmm. um, he was, but he was doing a thing that it was almost as if he was chewing gum, mm-hmm. which I, I I just don't like because mm-hmm. I don't like people chewing gum. Um, so that, but I think you weren't meant to like it, so that was well done well. Okay, good. Uh, we had the half half an inch long man from Kendall and Westmoreland. Uh, then we had uh, Ali Bayan start raving mad. There's something slightly uncomfortable about that, wasn't I, there? I, I don't. I, I think it was it so was, nanosecond that. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was just they had everybody had to be. Everybody had to be clearly different. How could we make somebody different? Well, they could be mm. Ali Bayan and have a face. I don't think there was any. No, no, just not that. not his race. His uh, well, mental, mental health, health issues, right? Okay, uh, fair enough. Yep. Then there was the bicycle choir. Did you notice something about the bicycle choir? Some of them weren't wearing trousers. Was that what you were? Oh, about? I didn't notice that. <laughs> no. What I noticed about this bicycle choir was there was five of them, and one of them didn't have a bike. The one on the left? Terry Jones was on the left, and he, he just had to take his bell out from underneath his um, poncho oh, thing and ring it. I thought, oh, did you only get four bikes? And then, which is, why didn't you just film four of you? It didn't need to be five people. Well, maybe they thought it was a little bit funny. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Then there was uh, Eric Idle as the Thomas Walters, the invisible man. But he wasn't actually invisible. Yeah. I thought that joke was pretty obvious. I thought I thought they did it well with him in, with with yeah. turning to the empty chair and saying, "Mr. Holt, I'm over here," and then turning and he's actually there. Mm. Um, I thought that was quite good, but then it was pretty clear it was like, "Oh, he's just boring." Mm. And people ignore him. That's yeah, and then it did go on a bit, didn't it? Yes. Then there was uh, a film insert, all in cricket. People 
bashing themselves, bashing each other with cricket bats in, in a, a boxing ring. In a wrestling ring or a boxing ring, yes. No, nothing there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ken Dove, the man who shouts. Well, what was his interesting thing that he shouts all the time? Mm. <laughs> I mean, again, a, a good part that John Cleese played. Yeah. Um, but no, it wasn't that funny. Okay. Well, this is this was a nice part I thought, which was Don Savage, the cat flinger. Just for the way that he said, uh, "No, I'll fling it." No, I fling her, <laughs> fling her, and then he did fling the cat into the bucket. And then what was quite nice is you saw a real cat in the bucket at the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no cats were harmed in this show. Uh, then Keith Maniac, uh, yeah, advertising bricks. That was all in his sleep. I mean, that, 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 was, that, was, that was nice. That, that was, was a nice little extra. <laughs> uh, that went into The Undertakers, which was the um, very long uh, swap in the... Yeah, everybody got in the, in the uh, coffin. coffin, and then the coffin went on its own to the graveyard, and there was the many grave diggers, which, as we said, was, was quite well done. Um, that went into the animation of the... Boobs. Yes, but before it got to boobs, it was all the um, all the coffins and the in the ground arguing with each other. Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of tenement flats or whatever. Yes, then we went into the animation of uh, the world of history. Do you have anything to say about the titles to the second part of the world of history? <laughs> or indeed, how the second part of the world of history panned out either. Well, there was a lot of boobs. Yes. Not for any particular reason. I, the the credits bit, mm-hmm. but then I when it moved into the, the actual the actual mm-hmm. bit was about uh, well the woman was Cal Cleveland lip syncing John Cleese as uh, AJP Taylor yeah um I thought well at least it gave the the titles they weren't there just because they they were trying to be controversial mm-hmm. for its sake kind of thing but yeah I thought actually it would almost have been funnier. If we just had the World of History titles again, and then you and it started, and here's AJP Taylor, and it is a scantily clad lady. Yes. But, I mean, they certainly lingered on the boobs bit a bit more than necessary. I, I think I honestly think they, they were just trying to be scandal... Scandalous? Scandalous. It was, a, it, was a, it was definitely, I would say, a part of the appeal of Monty Python, even as late as the... It was, it's something your mum wouldn't watch. Well, more just, there's a chance there might be boobs on this. <laughs> type but thing. there wasn't that, we haven't had that much to date. Not like Carry On or anything. Oh, I, I think at this stage, this was, this is more, there's been more boobs in this, at this point, 1969, than there had been in Carry Ons. And, and more visibly, and it was coming right into your house. You don't have to go to the theatre. You don't have to go to the cinema to see this. Yeah, okay. Uh, I also think Carol Queen did a brilliant job lip syncing mm. John Cleese. Not necessarily something that is easy to do. No, no, she did. Uh, so, but especially as she was being all seductive and stuff at the same time. Yes. So she had to, yeah, do main multitask. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also liked when it went to the other professor. Who and again that kind of un- this kind of undercut your expectations because when they said now let's go over to Professor Such and Such of the Hague, you expected another scantily clad woman, mm. but in fact, well, it was still on a bed and there was still another scantily clad woman. Oh, there was... was Michael Palin as the other professor. Yeah, um, there's also in there 
definitely, uh, totally gratuitously. An actual striptease, although it was speeded up. Did I miss that? I think you must have. Remind me what happened. Well, Carol Cleveland was on the bed doing the bit about the social reform. And she said, but now, a bit of fun. And it went to a woman doing a striptease. Honestly, don't remember that. <laughs> it was sped up. But it was a woman doing a striptease. It wasn't sped up that much. Like, you should have noticed it. It lasted a good 30 seconds. And there was boobs there, too. And then it went back. Then it went to Michael Palin. And he, then he said, because he also said, and now yeah, a bit of fun. fun yeah. um, and that went to the, to the Gumbies. What's the Gumbies? The guys with the rolled up trousers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, they're famous. Yes. I mean, they come, they come back again, don't they? Well, they've been in before. Oh, right. But yes, they, 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 they recur. Yes. And that led to the Batley Women's Guild doing the yeah, Battle of Hell Harbor. Terry Jones arriving like an angel. Oh, yes. Terry Jones arriving like an angel. Yes. For, for no apparent purpose, was it? Nope. Just to spend the budget, I think. <laughs> but it did. That, With a harness, yeah. But that was worth it. Yes, yes, that, well that spending, that although fella. it might have been, we've got okay, £40 still to spend, we could hire in our, uh, our, our um, flying harness, was worth, was, that was good randomness. Good random filler, I mean you can't win with me, but yeah. No. So then we went to the Battle of Pearl Harbor. When it was just a, a mud wrestle. Yes, of a whole lot of Tweedy ladies. But it was quite, they, I enjoyed them enjoying it. And they certainly did enjoy it, didn't they? Especially the one who was the most physical was John Cleese. Really? He was jumping on top of he jumped on pretty much every other python in that sequence, I thought. Uh, he was really going for it. Uh, that that was good. I enjoyed that. It was alright, it was alright, it was alright. Right. All right. Uh, and that brought us back to the It's man crossing the road again. No, he kinda of didn't want to, but then he was told that's your cue, you must mm-hmm. go. So yes. Yeah. So, uh, we're nearing the end, nearing the end of the first series of, oh, the first series, uh, the first of Five. 22 series of Modified It's 22. <laughs> Not that many. But I don't see there'll be much change from series one to series two. No. There, was there a gap? This is what's interesting, because were they commissioned just for the first series? They were and commissioned for the first was series. It, was it popular before they finished the first series? I'm not sure if it was popular before they finished recording. Uh, yeah, it probably was, actually. Yes, and and, and it was critically popular. Definitely. Um, after about five or six shows. Okay. Um, and it, it was also audience-wise popular, given the slot that it was in half past ten on a mm. Sunday night. Uh, so, yes. I'm not quite sure when the commission for the second series came through. It may not have been until after the series was, was finished. Mm. Broadcasting. Um, so there, there certainly there would have been no gap. guarantee. But what there was before the series finished broadcasting was a guy called Victor Lowndes who ran uh, Playboy in the UK. Mm-hmm. He was very taken by it and he wanted to present them somehow in America. And the way he thought he could do this was by making a film that could be shown on like the what was called the American University and College Campus Circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was asking them about that and, and doing that sort of thing. And that was before the, the series finished airing. So they knew there was some more mileage potentially mm-hmm. 
uh, in it, but whether it was going to be another series or a film or whatever, um, wasn't wasn't totally clear. Right. And they certainly they all seemed to enjoy working together. Mm. So okay, that was you know nobody was thinking, well, I'm I'm looking for a way out. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Anyway, at this stage. At this stage. But we must continue with our uh, well, or will we continue with our? Oh yes, necklace? of course. Yes, of course. Of course, you're still not. Uh, I enjoy talking about it maybe more than I enjoy watching it oh, well. when it's a bad one, so that's fine. Okay. All right. Well, then, if there's no more to be said, then all that remains to be said is join us next time, and we will once more slip the Python out the missus. Bye. Bye.